51. We are back. Episode 51, Cutler Cast. Shout out to Celsius who just delivered, finally, the grape. What do you think of the grape? This is amazing, dude, honestly, but I'm a little, uh, we were sh- slated of the cola, which yeah, is my favorite. You got fucking chaff. We actually, I think, I think I have some cola in there, but gonna I've been bragging it. about that on the podcast. You know how many people actually hit me up and like, I didn't know Celsius had a cola. I didn't know they did until here. they showed up one day. I had no clue. All right, so we're post we're post Thanksgiving, uh, one holiday down. Now we just have Christmas, New Year's. Did you pig out? I didn't eat anything actually. Yeah, you did. You ate trifecta all day. Yeah, that's right. I sent you a video <laughs> of it actually. Yeah, I watched, sat, sat and watched some football games, and you know, I used to travel back east, and you know, we kind of dread the holidays with the with the crazy travel, and we talk about the pricing now and everything else. But I I saw that. Las Vegas reported that this was the busiest uh, traffic they had at the airport since prior to COVID, which wow. of course is expected. So, I mean, that's like three years. And usually, but usually Thanksgiving's not a big holiday in in Vegas. No, no, but I mean, people come in and out, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, people, a lot of people aren't from here. You know, if you stop someone out and about, it's like, you know, where are you from? It's, you've, you get, yeah, okay. Lately, it seems like I got a little more people like, oh, I'm from actually Las Vegas or Nevada, yeah. you know. Uh, but, you know, normally I used to go back east, you know, prior, you know, with my dad obviously getting older and, and uh, you know, since since he passed, you know, over a year ago now, uh, I don't go back as much, even though my mom and my brothers, my whole family's there. But, you know, it seems like as people get a little older and the grandkids now have kind of taken over priority, like the families tend to migrate towards like the in-laws or whatever else. So we don't get everyone in one place. That was one thing about growing up in my family is every Sunday, my father would cook like a, like a cookout or like a family gathering. And literally all my brothers and sisters and like the girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, husbands, wives at certain times, the kids very young at that point, their children, we would all have, you know, a few hours together on every Sunday. You know, my dad was an amazing cook and he would cook like these crazy things of spaghetti. And then in the summertime, we'd have like stuff on the grill and whatever else. And, you know, that was one thing that always our family was very orientated in that kind of, um, you know, time together. And then, of course, everyone started to kind of do their own things. Everyone got into personal relationships and, you know, the children tend to the in-laws or the grandparents of the, you know, the spouse or whatever. They want to see the children, too. Right. So uh, it's been a minute. Um, You know, we we just I know I travel for Christmas every year, usually to Angie's family. So I go back because I was just back there prior for my contest. Right. It was three weeks before Thanksgiving. Uh, but I tend to do less. I mean, I'm not a big eater. It seems like as I get a little older, like the food is not exciting for me. I always yeah. say like that was the one disadvantage about being a bodybuilder is nothing excites me on a menu at this point. Yeah. Would I like to have gone out and probably, you know, I remember one year we went to Laurie's and, you know, it starts at like 5 p.m. And I think that's kind of just late. Like I just yeah. wanted to. I wanted to chill out and I went to the gym. I worked out. The gym was quiet. You know, what's nice about a kilo, you know, nothing, you know, I know a lot of gyms closed early, but, you know, having the key card, it really helped a lot, you know. How was yours? I got food poisoning two days before oh, shit. and it just wasn't, uh, my body still wasn't back to normal. <clears throat> After I got food poisoning, it just, I ate once a day for like four or five days. I just couldn't eat. And now in the last two days, I finally started like, 
being able to eat a breakfast and a lunch and something else. So I'm eating like two and a half to three times a day. It's now. it's so funny in high school, dude, once time I, I ate these tacos at one of my girlfriend's houses, her uh-huh. family made. And I remember for the longest time I couldn't have tacos ever. <laughs> you know, when you get sick on a certain food yeah. and you're like, Oh my God, I'm never eating this yeah. again. It's a bad experience, right? You tend, if it's a restaurant, you're like, I'm never going there again, yeah, right? So my question is. I got it from a restaurant. Okay. And the funny you, part will about you go it, back? No. <laughs> the funny part is I got emailed right after I left from United because it's on the United list. I had no idea where I get miles for flying. And then the two days later goes, how was your review? And I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking tell you how my review was. <laughs> like, I got food poisoning, blah, blah, blah. It said, you want to make it public? I didn't. But I just said, send it to the to the to the management that I got food poisoning from. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't, I don't think I'll go back again. And, but that's okay. Otherwise we ended up all going over to uh, Brad and Victoria's house. Mm-hmm. So me, Regan, Yurishna, um, Lewis, you know, a group of us all went over to the house there and just kind of uh, chilled out and, had a little. I didn't watch any I, football games. No, I, no, it might have been playing in the background. But yeah. I mean, I had a small plate, and even at that, I didn't eat for twenty four hours. But which is probably good because I just don't need to be pounding all that extra food for no reason. Yeah, I remember you know the turkey thing was like the big thing. I know uh, we didn't even have turkey. Yeah. We just got really good like uh, grass fed steaks, and we got Yurishna some uh, uh, halibut. Mm-hmm. So it was, we did all. So she's did on a super strict. I mean, she didn't fall off her diet one bit. Yeah. She's super, super strict. I was always, you know, I was always dieting for the Arnold through Thanksgiving. So I think it's for me. It's like since I retired, it's and stopped doing the Arnold back in two thousand five. Was you know the first year I skipped it. You know, from the early two thousands, it's like it got Thanksgiving was one of those celebrations I could do. Yeah, which was kind of nice. But that leads us to we're two and a half weeks out of the. Yeah, we're, we're, two, so we're, we're, we're two and a half weeks out from the Olympia. And I was thinking about this the other night. Like, So you're retired now, but for most of your adult life, at this point right now, you'd be two and a half weeks out from the biggest show of your mm-hmm. life. So where would, you, where would you be two and a half weeks out? What would you be doing on a daily basis? Would it be different than it was 12 weeks out? Would it be like kind of walk us through where you would be? I'd be heading to California this weekend to shoot with Chris Lund. Okay. For flex. And that, but that all the top people had to do that then. Yeah, it was always two weeks out. Uh, we were, you know, we were started at Club Metrics back in the days. We would have our photo shoots there. So I'd stay at like a residence in. I always stayed in the same place. It was residence in Costa Mesa. We and, actually uh, stayed there the one night. We did. We went out there and yeah. you were like, this is where we always stayed. Yeah, for so the we Olympia. used to stay. And I mean, it was close around the corner. So I'd go to Club Metrics, we'd do our shoots, and then it migrated to Milos's gym, which uh-huh. was uh, Coliseum, Coliseum, right? Uh, so I still stayed at the Costa Mesa Residence Inn because that's where Chris Lund would stay. He'd stay there for like two months when he was here filming. And then uh, I'd be, you know, anticipating that because by that point I was very close. I was in striking distance, right? Two weeks out, you're in great shape. But all I cared about was looking good for that shoot so he could tell everyone and, like, the buzz would start, like, oh, Jay's looking great. And for many years, I mean, remember, it was me and Ronnie, and that's all they talked about. So yeah. I always showed up to those shoots looking tremendous. Mm-hmm. And I remember even, like, 06 when I walked in there, like, I knew how I looked. I was, like, 280, and I was in crazy shape. And I remember Milos taking pictures, and I wish he was here to actually talk about it. But he's like, dude, this is... 
next level. Ronnie was just here, and Ronnie seemed to go like right before me. But I was like counting down the days at that point and just zoning in. I would separate myself from everyone, like any training partners I had or any kind of commitments I had were absolutely pushed to the side. So if you said to me, you know, what was the mindset? There was no world. There was no world that my vision, my focus was being on that stage performing. You know, I was starting to plan whoever was coming in because normally we had people coming in to help out um, whether it's transportation. Then I had events like, okay, I'm going to be at meet the Olympians with all my gear, you know, my clothing and everything else. Um, You know, who's going to work that, Uh, you know, what I'm going to wear to the press conference, what I'm going to uh, wear for my suits, for my, what music I'm posing to, like I'd be practicing a routine of getting stuff together Usually I'd be mixing my music with the voiceovers because a lot of times I did that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, just gearing up, dude, for the last couple weeks. You so know, now, the now last week, you know, the last week is just you're zombie. done because you're just like, that's the week that everyone comes in. You're, you know, either carb depleting or just, you know, starting to cut the fluids down. Your training definitely backs off. But I'm still hard and heavy from, you know, two weeks down. But, Man, remember, I was 16, 20 weeks on a diet program. So this was like the final conclusion of zoning in and just, you know, for a long time. I mean, as far as I can remember, I was like the front runner for the contest, right? I was either first or second. So there was just no world, dude. No world. So now if, if you fast forward to what you know now versus what you knew then, is there anything different in today's game that you might have implemented, whether it was the compression you know, stuff, whether it was the red lights, whether it was, is there anything different that you've seen over, let's say the last five years, you're like, damn, I wish they you had know, that. You know, you know what? I, I'll be truthful. Like these guys aren't doing shit compared to what I did. They're not because I was in that tissue work. Like I was flying back and forth to Cali, whether it was to see Derek Farnsworth or, or Jeff who taught Derek or see Steve Murphy or see Glenn Hall here or, uh, you know, I had a diff- another massage guy um, that really, like, I was in tissue therapy like six hours a week. So when you talk about now all this red light stuff and and I was doing, like, saunas. And remember, towards the end, dude, I was doing, like, Pilates and stuff. I had a reformer at home. I had a girl stretching me half the time. You know, K- Kelly Decalotti would do that. And uh, I just, you know, I had a f- f- crazy full schedule. Like, yeah. I would have... The two-on-one-off training schedule and those days off, you know, handling the business, the mail orders, the tissue, like I would fly one of those. I had two days off a week. I tra- trained five total days. One of those days I was flying to California to see a therapist all the way up until, you know, a week out or whatever was the last trip. Or when I was, I would drive for the photo shoot and I would actually see Steve Murphy then because he was in Newport. Uh, so would I have done it um, if it was free? I would have done it because, you know, back then, I mean, I, I had a lot of guys that would comp stuff for me, but I did pay for those tissue work. I mean, Glenn Hall was $400 each session. Did you, but is there something that you've seen that has came to light that you think would have benefited you or, would, or nothing? I'll be truthful. I mean, and you can correct me because you, you're bringing up things that I wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Uh, Angie's big on red light therapy. This is supposed to be the new thing. You know, these yeah. 
I would do in, I was doing dry saunas where now it's like red light therapy yeah. saunas, right? Yeah. I don't know honestly. I don't study it enough to learn yeah. the, the benefits of it. No. I was just bringing that up as something. Like, have you it? ever done it? No. Okay. No. No. What I meant by that is, is there anything that you've like seen? like compression? Last like you wear the compression, the compression like the, things the, to help with circulation in your legs? Like would yes, you know, I never, you know. So even, you think even working with Honey, who was super particular, Chris Aceto was amazing, but. Hani was like, you know, he wanted me to wear a squeam one year to, you know, downsize my waist. And I remember him doing, talking about doing inverted leg presses, you know, inverted because talking about blood flow back and forth to, you know, help with the blood flow to my legs, especially because I had a discrepancy in my leg size. You know, one was bigger than the other, just like most people have. But of course. mine was apparent just because of an injury from football in high school. Uh but I felt like I did it all. Like I did dry kneeling yeah. before everyone did it. I did, you know, yeah. neuromuscular therapy, active release therapy. Um, I did suction. I was doing cupping before anyone even knew what it was. Okay. Is there any products that are out that weren't out then that you can think of off the top of your head that you might have said, oh, damn, I would have used that? Or, or would you, you think everything you did would still apply yeah, because Today. I'm so old school. It's just like, you know, with the few people that I work with on nutrition programs and I, I get asked every day, like, can you help me with a program? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to push aside, like, because people come to me and they think, okay, Jay has knowledge about training and nutrition, but I really want to dig his mind about the drug use, right? Yeah. We know this, right? Of course. So we take that out of the equation, because that even has changed dramatically, right? With, even it's with peptides. Like, like we people ask me about peptides, and I I asked you the other day, like, <laughs> like where do where do people order this stuff? And you didn't even know. Like, no. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess some of the, some of them are prescription or whatever else, but some are dodgy. Yeah. Like that. So so that's just out of my wheelhouse. So if you said to me, uh, you know, I'm still stuck in 2000, 2002, 2005, probably. You know, I mean, the supplements have obviously changed. You know, I mean, I was using fat burners as a pre-workout mm -hmm. where today I would take a pre-workout. You know, I mean, would I use protein? I used a concentrate protein, which I'd probably use an isolate now. I mean, that's a difference. But the food would still be the fish program. I'm sure Rami, I just saw a Chad Nichols post where he was talking about Rami actually likes fish. And, yeah, f you he know, mostly being, only eats fish, yeah. you know, being around me and Phil. That's all we ate, dude. Yeah. We ate whitefish like every meal. If I remember, mustard. It, I think Phil almost ate like a I pound think, of tilapia. Every yeah, meal. well, so did I. And I think yeah. I think Chris Bumstead probably working with Hani is doing the same thing. Of course. So you know what? There could be a benefit to not knowing the newer stuff nowadays and just sticking to that old school. Maybe that's what some of these guys are missing now. They're they're trying to add too many things that aren't necessary. I, I was training very angry at this point. Mm -hmm. Like I was on a mission, right? Uh, I was avoiding people, you know, for a while I stayed in the background and I trained like in the middle of the night, you know, I, I voluntarily stood up like through the nighttime. So I'd sleep till 10 or 11 first training session at two. I'd go back with super late at night, finish my cardio at two in the morning, three in the morning, and then, you know, be in bed at four o'clock and sleep in, you know, seven hours till 11 o'clock, which, you know, today I sleep on a normal schedule. I feel I go to bed yeah. at midnight one o'clock and I'm up at six or seven in the morning I mean five hours of sleep is about my window now yeah mine's four is five. that beneficial probably not but it worked for you I mean I wake up I feel energetic like I told you if I 
wasn't jumping out of bed every day. I don't know what, what the cause would be, but you know, being two and a half weeks out now, I still get this, this vibe, especially now when we have, I walk in the gym and I see a Nick Walker, you know, and I, it's crazy because I see Nick Walker's pictures online and he's posting like, he's probably the most publicized guy with the physique right now yeah. because he's putting out like On daily regular pictures. Basis. And I see him in the gym and I see him in a sweatshirt and you just can't imagine what he looks like under that shirt because when I see him, he looks good. But then I turn around and I go home and I flip through Instagram and there's Nick Walker that I just saw hours ago posing after the workout and he looks crazy. And it's kind of funny because I'm watching every single YouTube video um, interview. They have everyone's consensus on who the top six will be. And it keeps changing. <laughs> yes, it does. It keeps changing. And, and you know, we talked about early on the hype of, like, the Crizos and the Andrew Jacks and uh, what Rami wasn't going to look like, right? Like, was Rami, we thought, I mean, if you asked me 16, 20 weeks ago, I'm like, hmm, Rami, I think, is yeah. not going to pull this off. And then all of a sudden, Dennis James showed up there and, I don't know if he put a fire under Rami to post, but you know, this whole thing of the big, the comeback of Rami to be his best ever. Like he's looking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I would never want to even begin to guess who could be in that top six. I know, but it's keep, people keep asking me every day. I get the question who's going to be, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take the interview because I am, have a feeling like one of these channels will call me to, as we get two weeks out and say, oh, we're going to get Jay on to get his. I don't want to do that because you create enemies, number one, but it's hard not to predict Rami to repeat, right? But they left Brandon out a lot. But you got to remember, and I'm going to say this again. I've said this on every podcast, and I want people to pay attention. Brandon Curry has been top two at every contest for how long? You... Since 2019. Okay. He won the Arnold. He won the Olympia. Then he got second. At the Olympia, he got and he beat Phil Heath. Then he got second at the Olympia. Then he won the Arnold. So every major show, he's either won or came in runner up. And each time, it wasn't like a walk away. It was it was a close second. So people that think that Brandon, I'm seeing some of these things where people you have Brandon on the top five. It's like, dude, he could fucking win this thing easily. He he has the best I, chance. I, I'm gonna say on record right now, and I'm gonna hold this position. I, I want everyone to listen to me. I believe the top five will be last year's top five. In that order or just maybe mixed uh, around? I'm not going to predict who's going to beat who, but I, okay. I would almost guarantee there's going to not be someone that slides in those spots. And that's, that's, a, that's a fair assessment. I that mean, could you, very so well you got, happen. You got Brandon, you got Rami, mm-hmm. you got Hadi, yep. you got Nick. Hunter and Nick. But William Bonick is the question mark. Now, Bonick might slide up and push someone into sixth, but it's going. I have a feeling it's going to be all those guys. And he was sixth last year, wasn't he? Yes. So you could say the top six will be the same. Where yeah. they'll okay. fall. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's correct that. Yeah. I think I think Bonick is going to beat someone that was already ahead of him last year. Okay. Yes. Chad seems really confident. He's working with Chad Nichols. Yes. 
course, he says his one, two guys will be top two. And it very well, it, that could happen. That's not an outlandish prediction. But I have a hard time believing um, Brandon is going to lose to any one of those guys. I mean, I think Rami, if he's better than last, if he's in last year's condition or less, Brandon wins. Brandon redone, re- though, was what I, what I did in 2009. He's going to come back and win the Mr. Olympia. Yep. It very well could happen. And this may be a swan song, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he's 40. Yeah. I mean, how much longer is he going to go? I mean, I heard every and I, I, and I didn't see this. I haven't asked him. I'm sure if I did, he would. But I heard Aceto say that uh, <clears throat> Abdullah has been sent him some pictures of Brandon. Uh, he, and he, he looks he, crazy. He always does. You know, that's yeah. just... Of course, it's his biggest cheerleader, you know? Yeah. But but you saying that, though, that very well could happen. I I couldn't. Could there be some shockers that could happen? Listen, we know Lunsford. We know Andrew Jack, Samson. Crizzo. You know, and, and we're not even talking about, like, um, Ian, or, Ian or, or James. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. That Hassan. Right last year, Mohamed. Mo got tenth last year. I mean, dude, Justin Rodriguez. Yes, was Justin Rodriguez looks unbelievable right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of big names. That there's, but we're not. And I Akeem feel, Williams. I yes, I'm disrespecting so many people by, in a sense, saying that. But at the same time, like you got to look at the big picture. Yeah, and it's it's the trend, you know, of like, and it's not oh, Brandon Curry has the name. Like people keep harping on his legs, dude. But like they're not. That they're f- not. Like he's in his side shots, he's like toe to toe with with Rami. Yeah, that's where it comes down to. So I mean, like we said, I mean, it's all gonna fall down on that Friday night with the prejudging, and and you know, guys are going to be missed the peak, and they're gonna come back Saturday, and positions might shift a little bit. Yeah, the big question mark out of that top six, bro, is Bonick and Hunter. We already know Nick's unbelievable, right? He's yep. already in great condition. We've seen Rami. He's in great shape. We know Brandon's going to bring it. We know Hadi Chupin will be the most conditioned of the contest. I think I, I personally think this will be Hadi's best look ever because it's the first time he's been here for six weeks, mm-hmm. and Hani has all the time in the world to dial him in. And if anyone's going to make him look the best ever, it's Hani. So he could be the, the wild factor of – Holy shit, we thought he looked crazy before. Now look how mm-hmm. he looks when he's not landing three days now, before now, the Olympics. Now, 2023 is going to be a different story because now, like, that younger crop is coming in, right? Yeah, they're moving I mean, it's, it's not going to be Derek's or Samson's first Olympia again, okay, yeah. or Crizzo or Andrew Jacked. Yeah. Like now we're going to have some guys that, okay, they've been there. The, the, the nerves are out a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, man, it's, it's going to be a hell of a contest. The, the trend that I'm seeing is it's looking like the shape guys are placing. They're looking for shape more so. And I could be completely wrong, but, you know, like Brandon won the Arnold, you know, and, and it was a controversial win. And, I see, like, Andrew Jacked. We were there. He wasn't the most conditioned guy in the last two shows. We were sitting there right in the front. But his shape was so overwhelming. Still still bodybuilding, bro. Yep. And it's overwhelming. So are we going to see these guys like uh, a Samson, 
and like uh, Andrew Jacked and Brandon, some of these other guys that have crazy shape can shape mean so much now that these guys that don't have the, the best shape get moved back a little bit to where there's a bunch of guys that have really good shape that could move to the forefront. That could be a, a storyline that happens. Mm -hmm. Will it? I don't know. But you saying those same top six could be there but maybe shift around, that's a, that's a fair assessment. It's a fair bet because it's going to take somebody really fucking amazing to pass any one of those guys. This, this, this year and being in Vegas and the culture we have, uh, you know, I know it's Christmas time for people, so it's going to limit certain people can come because obviously commitments for the holiday. But the the gym culture in Las Vegas that's catering to everything around this competition is just, there's none like it. Not even close. I mean, we, we talk about, like, the elevation that just opened. We talk about Flex's gym, which will be an absolute... Madhouse. Madhouse of, like, who's who, right? Yes. Fit Club. Posing rooms. Yes. I mean, Powerhouse has a posing room. Elevation does. Fit Club does. Dragons does. Lift Factory does. Lift Factory does. Yeah, we even talk about Lift Factory because it's far, you know? Okay, but they have a posing room. Yeah. So Elevation just opened up. They have their posing room. Fit Club just completed theirs, which you claim is... It's lighting. It has the honeycomb lighting that no one mm -hmm. else in town has, and it's got. That's where all everyone's. Everyone keeps saying, "Look at Yurishna's photos there." She's all. Mm -hmm. She's doing it under the best, like crazy, crazy lighting, and now and they they did this. You got to think this just finished a week ago, so they got that whole new back room that has all this crazy leg equipment. So if you're if you're a spectator coming to this contest. Mm -hmm. What are you looking to do? You're looking to eat. Obviously, the expo, you know, look at whatever, gifts, you know, samples, whatever else. You're coming to see a bodybuilding show. Yep. You're coming to meet your favorite athletes, but you're coming to train. Of course. Around the greats, and we're watching every day greats come in in early preparation. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, they're circulating the gyms. Okay, we didn't even mention Las Vegas Athletic Club or EOS Fitness, which is... There's like 20 of them in a row. The whole valley is surrounded, right? 24 hours. Yep. Many of these gyms are 24 hours, okay? Uh, I think a lot of these gyms are extending hours based on this competition, okay? But you can train 24 hours a day. I yep. mean, it's... Where else would you want to have a competition, right? Yeah. So the whole experience is going to be... I feel the best it's ever been. I mean, you remember Flamingo Sandhill, how many people used Nuts. to hang out at that gym and they would do All the day. photo shoots. So Sunday, I know that the, you know, Elevation's having photo shoots, Fit Club's having photo shoots. I'm sure Dragons, Dragons is having good. photo shoots. I mean, it's endless, right? I mean, how many people are going to be doing these shoots? Not to mention, you know, some of the commercial gyms. Uh, it's, it's just going to be a crazy, crazy weekend. I, I, you know, and it's going to be a long week for you. For me, a little less. I mean, <laughs> I will be attending the expo. I'm going to say it right now, guys. So put on your schedule. I will be at Celsius and Trifecta for sure between maybe, Friday and Saturday. might add another, but yeah, that's but, for sure. But those are the two booths. I'll be Friday and Saturday, and I'm probably only one appearance each day yeah. at those, at one or the other, right? Yeah. 
Uh, so I'll be very limited. I'll be attending the Saturday evening show. Uh, and uh, this this year's you know, the 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 gym culture is so crazy here. And I won't say names, but a lot of the biggest names out there have reached out to me to make sure they have a place to train where they're not going to be just piled on. So, so they close in the gyms is the question. A certain gym will have place for for people that are going to get bombarded, and and that's just and it's not going to yes they're going to. I mean, listen, a certain mo- period. Let's let's so you, you know, I trained up until, I mean, Thursday's the press conference. Wednesday's the meeting, Wednesday evening. You probably trained till Tuesday. You know, I actually trained a little bit at home up until Friday morning. I actually worked out a little bit. But, yes, uh, on Tuesday I was pretty much, uh, no, you know, on Wednesday I trained. So I stopped on Wednesday. Thursday's just, do between the press conference at noon and the and the meet the Olympians at 7, it was just too taxing, right? And then Friday night, you know, we had the prejudging, and Friday would be the expo, and Saturday would be the expo, and then, of course, the, the finals on Saturday night. And then it was like, oh, I just, I couldn't wait till that day it was done, dude. And then the next day we had the, the uh, what what's that called, where they have the, the, like, the uh, little press conference thing after? It's like the champion seminar. Do they still do it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All the champions or past champions that were okay. right there, they bring that in. So let me ask you this. If you were... And, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you were to say one, two, or three names that you're really looking forward to seeing, like you're really like, man, I don't know if they'll be in the top six. I don't know where they're going to fall, but as soon as they walk out, I'm going to know if my prediction was right or wrong. Is there any names that you think could just be a real shakeup and really that that are not in that top six last year that could ultimately come in there I, I, I think I'm excited to see Crizzo up against the guys. I'm excited to see Andrew Jacked again. Uh, I want to see if he's improved from UK. I'm excited to see Brandon Curry. Yeah. Because I want to see how he compares, you know. And he right now Brandon could do what you're the only yeah, person. And I want to see Derek Lunsford, how yeah. he jumped into the next division. And, you know, it's just, you know, we, we got excited about Flex Lewis doing this because, listen, I've known Flex since he was a kid. Yeah. And when he announced, like, I'm going to open – it was like a big yeah. point for the Olympia. And, you know, Flex, they always, like, when he came up in Phil Heath's era, it was like you had two really crazy-shaped champions that were just dominating, right? So I always wanted to see those two stand next to each other, and unfortunately it never came to fruition, right? Yeah. Unless Phil comes back next year, you know? I want to push Phil to come back and compete. In I message him all the time, say that. Yeah. <laughs> I still think he could do some damage. I, there, hey, look, know? man, people don't. I I say the same thing. How I old mean, is Phil? Uh, this forty? No, is it November? Or? He's forty-two. December. He'll be he'll be forty-three. Forty-three. He'll be forty-three this in December. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look when you look at him. I mean, we've seen him a couple times. He's not any dude. Dexter went till he was early fifties or whatever. I mean, and Phil, Phil, like, look. I mean, I know he had the midsection situation, but he still is round and as big as anyone out there. And I'm sure he's not training like he once did. Yeah. You know, that would be great if he came back. But I think the episode launched with him and Shannon Sharp working out at Gold's Gym oh, Venice. Did? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. I saw some video on it, but 
you know, he'll did be you, doing the commentary, so it'd be kind of cool to catch up with him. And did you buy anything on Black Friday randomly? Uh, you know, I I'm I'm the dummy that bought my sister a TV two weeks prior. <laughs> what the? F- but you know, I did the Best Buy thing. But I mean, it's hey, she wanted it for. Dude. TVs were Holidays. so cheap. Not that I need them because I already have. Yeah. I know you were trying to get me to buy. I know. Them. I was looking. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "What the hell? A seventy-five inch TV is like three hundred seventy-nine dollars." Like, just think of how much you paid for your forty-two inch no, TVs. So, t- so, so when I built my house in 07, I had this obsession to have like the craziest media thing, whatever I could yeah. do. Right at the time, the AMX systems and anyone that knows electronics will know. So I had these handheld panels that did everything they would control your heat your fans everything they were five thousand dollars a piece and i bought 42 inch samsung's at the time they were the best televisions they're like this thick there are those are the plasmas okay yes i paid still have i paid fourteen hundred dollars a piece for them and And now they're like i had 17 televisions in my house (laughs) one was a screen was the projector screen but that projector was it wasn't even hd then right it was a 1080i because i remember i saw it so i still paid thousands for yeah. it but i had this crazy system it was like what i showed off in the dvds and the porn came on and whatever <laughs> else but uh i was like showboating that thing so much and then now here we are 15 years later and it's absolutely obsolete i still have an amx panel because yeah. i just don't want to throw it out because it's just it's i paid so much for it but now i switched to ipads and everything else and granted when i went to switch out a lot of the televisions because a couple have shit the bed my guy told me, he's like, dude, these pictures are still so good. Because yeah, you like, never used them. Yeah, never used them. There. So, and, But the, I think the ones I didn't use are the ones that crapped out. Yeah. Because they never really got turned on. You know, I had yeah. guest bedrooms. You know, I had a TV yeah. in every room. Yeah. I had, you know, game room TV, everything. But, uh, I, you know, TVs are just one of the I, – I always say, to you know, to Angie, because she she's always has the television on. I'm like, I just want peace and quiet, and I don't want sound, you know. So half the time I'm on – my laptop watching what else youtube so i lived in hong kong in 2011 and 2012 and i lived in a 350 square foot room that was my whole place and we didn't have enough space for a tv so i got used to watching my laptop for an extent for two years so even to this day, I have this massive TV in my living room, full theater, everything. I still go to my bed and I put the laptop on my bed and I watch Netflix I, I, I from think, my laptop. I think I think <laughs> if you asked our viewers or or listeners, like our percentage of people that sit and watch things on a computer or their phone or yes. a, a tablet or whatever else, an iPad, like you a majority probably do that because I, they stream right of course but i i catch myself where i'll be listening to rogan or something and i'll just you know my i have like an office near like my living room and i just sit there and i'll be working on stuff and i'll be like you know because i'll have my laptop and then i have two 27 inch monitors that come off of it and i'll be like why am i not streaming this from my massive tv right now but has all the- i'm gonna ask you a question so when you buy that 65 70 you mentioned there was a 90 there's a 95 that i want to buy a, a tv an actual tv that's 95 a inches. fucking bragging rights tv do you but really I don't even need turn it, it on i know but <laughs> you need how big of a room do you need mine's a 130 inch screen for my projector yeah. in my theater yeah and you know half the time most of the time i'm watching a 55 inch in my yeah. family room 
on football games. Yeah. Because I just don't, you know, I sit in the theater and when I fall in those theater chairs, I just pass fall out. Asleep. Yeah. So I try to sit on the couch and I'm like positioned so I don't lay back and fall asleep so I can actually enjoy something because as soon as I shut my mind off, yeah. I pass out. Yeah. It's like getting on the plane, you know, I, I, they're not even, they're making the announcements and I'm like chin down and yeah. asleep. That yeah. drives you crazy, right? Because no. you can't it's, sleep. The other, on the the other night, Regan was like, "We're gonna go watch it." Or no, uh, Lewis. Yeah. And him and Yurish are gonna watch a movie. They're like, "You want to come watch a movie with us?" And I went, "No." They're like, "Well, why not?" And I said, "Fall asleep." I will fall asleep within eight seconds, and I'll yeah. start snoring. And I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars to take a nap because some of those seats are so comfortable, and I cannot get through. A mo- I don't know what it is. I've always had a problem sleeping in my life, but now, as soon as a movie comes on. It as soon as I start your watching it, a couple like, minutes later, I'm fighting to stay awake. Because just like me, dude, your mind probably takes off like all the, like my mind. Angie says I have the craziest mind she's ever met where I'll be thinking 12 things at one time and I'll just, I'll just shout words out. And she's like, what the hell? Like, we were just talking <laughs> about this. Like, yeah, because I just have too many things on my mind, you know? Yeah. So one other thing that we had happen over this last weekend was the last show of the year, but it was a qualification for next year. And Brett Wilkin got his first open pro win. And it looks like looks like him and Matt nailed it. And he's the first qualified for 2023. So the question would be, is he going to take the whole year off to do the Olympia? Or do you think he still needs to show his physique another time on another stage? I think he should do New York pro. Yeah. I think that, you know, I mean, let's go back to to like my errors and everything else like you know you gained a lot of respect or actually fan following because of certain contests that you did and there's this staple contest that was the path I know there's so many other contests now and unfortunately some of these international people can't come come over to the U.S. it's expensive they don't have sponsors whatever else but the New York Pro is like the first show we did it was the first stepping stone and then you worked your way to the Arnold Classic yeah and then eventually the Olympia and yes there's other shows in between but I think having that title winning that ring and that New York title look what it did for Blessing you know Blessing was hyped and we see that's another guy we're not talking about disrespectfully um who's could shot I'm looking forward to seeing him next to yeah the other guys like Akeem and I want to see a call out like I said Akeem Andrew Jacked, Samson. Blessing. Blessing. Yeah. That would be kind Who of. Who am I leaving out? Those four. Okay. Yeah. I want that call out. That'd be great. The Olympia. That okay. would be great. <laughs> I want to see I want to see Big Rami and Nick Walker too. Do and th- I want to see th- Derek Lunsford and Hottie Chupin together. So but, but so but let me ask you this. Why Rami and Nick? Why not Rami and because like an Andrew Jack? Those are the freaks, dude. Yeah. Everyone you know Nick Nick's just dude he's just in your face and Rami's in your face like yeah. I think Rami like a lot of people say he has great shape and I don't think Nick Walker like I know people are bashing him for his shape but he really transformed himself into pretty incredible on some poses man mm-hmm. for a for a guy that's known as a freak and not necessarily aesthetic I mean it just he's he's put it all together you know and his condition is yeah. there but uh you know, it's it's when we talk about Brett Wilkin, you know, I've known him since he was a 
Cla- did he do classic guy? Did he do men's physique? I, he may have, and but I knew him. Two twelve. I remember. I met classic. him. At, I met him at Lift Factory for the first time, and I remember when he was making that that come up. Uh-huh. And to see him and like Stanimal and these guys go for up these divisions, yeah. like they have and have some success at it, it's it's pretty incredible. And and I think you know we talk about he's really popular. Yes. He has a he's a YouTube guy. He f- puts his content out there. You know, his wife obviously is an active IFBB pro also, very successful. But he's just a nice guy. And yeah, yeah. and people have caught on to that by following him. I know there's a ton of hype. He redeems himself from the Arnold Classic because they had him coming in and like, oh, he's gonna beat Brandon and I hate that William. Shit. I hate that when when and he media did. people put this unridiculous yeah. like pressure. What did on he somebody? finish? Sixth or seventh? Or? I, I think so. And it's like, I don't even man, remember, just but. just let these guys get out there and just do their thing because you put all this crazy pressure, mm-hmm. and it and it backfires and it harms them. So just let him. Same with Derek going to the Olympia. I have no idea where he's going to place. He could he could win or he could get last. You know, I and no I, I think I've been on the episodes talking about Derek's, like he could be second. You know, he could. Uh, but he? I, but I don't I, know. I, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the like I said the top five six whatever six would be this. Yeah. So. So to get back to Brett, like that would be my suggestion is throw, show your face again because let's be real. He needs more size. Yes. You know, he looked amazing his condition. Obviously, you know, Matt did a great job with him. Uh, he put in the hard work. Uh, but he needs to put on more size. I mean, it would be like the same thing. Regan's gonna, going to compete because he needs to qualify, correct? Yes, so sure. he's going to show his face. I mean, do you put your eggs in one basket or and you try to lay it all on the line prior to the Olympia, which I don't know what the date is next year. You may know. Is it I, going to be September, October, or December? I don't I don't know. We we don't I know, know where this. it's gonna be, but I'm not Okay, gonna so you don't say, want to say okay. I, I'm not gonna say because it's not hundred like, Okay. I'd rather have them. Play. So I would suggest a spring show. Show Brett. your face, get up against some great bodies. Uh, you know, Rami was there, remember 2013. I mean, yeah. I won that show in 2000, Victor Martinez. I mean, everybody, Marcus Rule, Chris Cormier, Flex Wheeler. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Great champions. Uh, he can do it. You know, he's definitely a, fre- a, a breath of fresh air. I mean, yeah. like I think we talked about this this yeah. morning. And I also want to, you know, congratulate him and his, his wife, Ivana, to their, she's pregnant. It's amazing, yeah. That's, uh, he announced it on the stage and, doesn't it doesn't happen often where a, a guy competing talks about that? It's it's very rare that that they're having a family in the middle of this. So well, what are you saying? That he said be, it. At, he yeah. he announced it out at the last show. Okay, that, that, that something they were working on. That's awesome. Yeah, you know he moved to Florida to further his career. Yeah. I mean, just goes to show. I mean, they were in the Midwest, I believe, somewhere. And they were in Colorado. Okay, he trained at. Phil's okay, that's Street. right. That's right. So let me ask you: do, When when did I've noticed a trend? And I don't know. Maybe it's been the last five or six years, but. When did it become normal for these guys to just not do these other shows? Like, it's very common. A guy does, you know, he hasn't won a major show, and he goes in the Olympia and does well. And then it's like, it just seems like everybody just takes the whole year off. We're not seeing these all these top guys doing all these shows like they always did. It just seems like now... The, the guys get a little success and they back off. I used to always say the road to the Olympia went through New York and through Columbus in order to do well at the Olympia. You had to prove yourself there. Now some guys just don't do them. You know why? Um, because 
back in the era, the top three or top five at certain shows qualified, right? And there were very yeah. limited contests. So yeah. that way you would get qualified. Yeah. And then the top 10 from the year prior would qualify, right? Yeah. So you'd have an Olympia that was, you know, kind of, but you also had contracts that said, we expect you to be in the Olympia and you, and once you found the path to get there, you know, you, you shut did compete. Down. Well, yeah, you shut yeah. it down. But also we didn't have the media outlets. We, we didn't have Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and YouTube and all this. So I feel like anyone that's sitting on the sideline and not focusing on competing has to be doing something that's publicizing their career. The companies they're with aren't doing that. You have to be your own boss at this point. You have to be your own self-marketer. You have to be your leader to be able to put out positive content or content that is relative to make you more successful. Now, a lot of guys don't have that ability. They can look at who, the mentors. If you look at what I did, okay, I took what Sean Ray did. I, I always say he mentored me from a distance because he made the videos he showed the lifestyle. He, he talked about traveling as a bodybuilder, booking the guest appearances. I did that when I wasn't super popular. And look where it took me. I let people into my life. I, you have to do the media. I mean, yeah. I should, any pro right now that's active should have a YouTube channel. If you don't, you're, you're missing, missing a huge boat. Yep. Okay, you 100% need a YouTube channel. You 100% need... Every outlet for Instagram, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, I think TikTok is really important now. Yep. Everyone should have an account. And if anyone listening to this is an IFBB pro or up and coming and on that verge of becoming one, and you do not do this, you need to do it now. Yep. This is the only way to do it. You have to be your best self-marketer. No one is going to do that for you. And I, I also think on another angle, something that frustrates me, and it's just me, and, and other people don't look at this, when people just post still pictures or they do little reels where they, they just put music over top and show them just moving around, this, that does nothing. That's not promoting you. You need to get out there and speak. You need to talk. You need, to, need to explain to You need to speak to your audience. Yes, you, know? you need to explain what you're doing. Not just post it. You need to grab it, talk to the crowd, talk to your fans, talk to your audience. You always did that. And all your video, hey, you, you know, like for example, if we go to the gym right now, you won't just say, hey, just film me and then post up. I did three sets of 12. You will put it on you. Say, hey, guys, yeah. hey, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to do this. This is why I'm doing this. If you pull from this angle, it doesn't, you, you explain it to somebody so they understand mm -hmm. what you're doing, how it's supposed to feel, and, and doing it correctly. But very few people do this. And I think it's just a lazy way of doing what you're supposed to do. I, I think you can work that in. Yes. You can do some stills, whatever else, like. Of course, you can. You know, I took, I took stills of my dogs yesterday or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I went on. I mean, I'm so glad this Friday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff's over. I mean, we're still running our sale. We can talk a little bit about that in a second. But, like, it's been just nonstop, like, promotion, promotion, promotion through the social channels. So now it's time to get back to educating and yeah. advising and lifestyle, right? Yeah. So that's why I was excited to do this today. But we had a super successful Black Friday. Cutler Nutrition, Young LA. Are you, you know, still uh, broke? Trifecta. Are you still broke? Uh, yeah, still busted. <laughs> but, you know, it was one of those things where, like, we didn't give away the house, but, like, yeah. we gave people the opportunity to, to get involved. And 
you know, we still we're still looking for influencers, and you know, we have to sign up on. Is the Is there website. a place for me? Can I be an influencer? Oh, you just got to look the part. That's all. You oh, know, we need to, You know, you remember when you came to stay at my place in yeah. 07? Uh-huh. So, you came out to. Did you come help me, or were you yeah. just? No, you, no. So, what did I ask you to so, do? So back in 2007, I remember I just came off the road. I did a show with Fat Joe in Utah, and I remember landing that Sunday, mm-hmm. and you called me at like 10 o'clock at night. I just landed. Where were you at the time? I was in Tampa. Okay. And I landed, and you said, hey, what are you doing this week? And I'm like, it was my only week off for like a long time. And you're like, um, Carrie has to work. She can't get off. Dave can't get out here. Can you fly out and help me? Because you were, it was just, it was that last week. So I literally booked a flight that night. I jumped on a flight at 6 a.m. I flew out there. I rented a car and I drove up to your place. Because this is before Uber, before any of this other mm-hmm. stuff. And that week, whether you went to the Fox Sports, whether you yeah, went to Yeah, that's right. We went therapy, and did a lot of media, I sat right? in the therapy. I remember I sat in the therapy with you and, your, and the therapist measured both of your legs. Really? Yes. We went inside there. You had me go in the room and you were like, just tell Carrie what he said. <laughs> That's yeah, all yeah. you said. So that was that week I came out there to help you. And obviously that was the, the year where. Was there a lot of people around then or. There was, but that last week you, you kept everyone away. Yeah. I think Dave ended up showing up on like Thursday. Mm-hmm. and But it, you came to meet the Olympians and we had the yeah. whole store there set up and. Yeah, when we came to meet the Olympians, I don't that's know if when we you had, were sick. Yeah, it yeah, was, no, yeah, it was yeah. up in that one room, yeah. up in top, and you and Ronnie were the last two left, remember, and everyone else yeah. is gone. And you were sick as hell. You had the infection. Mm-hmm. So I, re- I remembered that, and I forgot who came and stayed in the guest room. I think it was one of the guys from... Uh, we uh, had the after party at LAX, too, that weekend. Yep. And you had me, all that, and I remember you'd had your sushi there. We had the after yeah, party yeah, at LAX, yeah, right, and, yeah. I had to, and you're like, here, handle this list for me. I'm like, I don't know the fuck. What am yeah, I supposed yeah. to do? <laughs> so now the guy's blowing my phone up, and we just sat in the crowd. And it was also Ronnie's last year. Mm-hmm. And and also, if I remember right, uh, Marcus Rule is his last year. Okay. But they didn't announce it. But that was, you know, Ronnie did that long speech about this is his last yeah, time, yeah. and next year he's going to be in the crowd. So that was that, was that year. But – but yeah, I, f- I flew out last minute. Was that w- the first Mr. Olympia you attended? With you, yes. I came okay. to one like two years before. But where I was, where was there, it? Was it? It was. Uh, I think it was at Man- no. It was, it was at it was at the Orleans, Orleans still. Yeah, because yeah. I, I never went to the Mandalay Bay. That was only to like oh one, right? Yeah. No, and it then- was oh one, oh two. I sat out oh three. And then 04, the challenge round year is when they moved it to Orleans. I did that. Now, the other years, every year the Olympia happened, it was in September. And September is always a busy month for the music industry stuff. So I would always text with you or text with Phil or text Mm -hmm. with Dexter or whoever else. But I was always gone somewhere, so I couldn't physically attend until around 2013 when I moved from Hong Kong to Vegas for good. Then I made sure I was here every time. But I remember messaging when, when Phil won in 2011. I was I was overseas, mm-hmm. and I was messaging back and forth with him in 20 you know 2012. And but yeah, that's the. And now it's just now it's just a part of every year. For now us. you're just here and just you know getting it done, man. It's awesome. Back to what you were saying before. What we were saying before about about people and posting. It, there there has to be a there has to be a. A mixture of everything. It, it's, but it can't it, just be those two things. Because then it just makes it look like you're not, you're doing your bare minimum for your requirements. I, I need to do a blueprint of uh, social media, like get Can a collaboration. I know, I just think it, 
it's not even a, it's just like a it's a I think people would love that, you of know. Of course they would. Probably should put in some there's, of my there's, emails. You know, you know, and look, and I, and I don't ever say it publicly, but there's certain people that are really good on social media. And so one of them I will say, Dana Lynn Bailey is the one of the best ever. And there's a reason for it because it's real? authentic. Yeah, yeah, she's and real. she doesn't have to have a professional film crew to do all her shit. And she doesn't make it difficult. I can say to her or I can say to Rob, hey, I need this, this, this. 20 minutes later, boom, it's right there. And it's just raw and uncut. Mm. And they hit every point, And it's authentic. That matters. When you turn the camera and you start talking to the audience. But if you just post a picture of you smiling or, or holding a product up like this, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't help. That's being lazy. It is. And I know people can get mad at me but it's being lazy. It's doing the bare minimum to where if you took this same can and talked about it to your audience, people are going to listen and it's going to absorb. But if you just post this, they're just going to swipe, 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 like, like, swipe, swipe, swipe. You know, that's that's the big difference. Mm -hmm. But there are certain people that are really good with their social media and every single one of them is multimillionaires many, many, many times over. And there's a reason for it. But you can pay me and I'll tell you who. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what else? Uh, what else we got? No, I mean, I mean, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. You know, the Olympia's... so 2023. So Brett Wilkin is qualified. He's the first one qualified. Well, not necessarily because Phil Heath still qualified. Phil Heath, Phil Heath is, and Rami is just because they're past Olympia yeah. champions. And Brandon and, and Curry. Brandon Curry, they're yeah. automatically. But I'm saying, once this show's over, they're gonna autom- They're gonna move their names into it just because. Mm-hmm. But right now, the first person to qualify for next year, because this year technically isn't over yet, so he's the first guy on the list qualified. You love how I throw Phil Heath's name in there, right? I know. Well, I, th- I don't think it's on this year's qualified list. So we sh- should we start like a, a yeah yeah to so get Phil to compete again? Yeah. <laughs> kind of remember when Mike ti- remember when Michael Jordan retired yeah. and Scottie Pippen was like pointing at his shoes, holding it up. If, yeah. Even Bill Clinton said something back then. Really? You remember? No. There was like this press conference where he was like, the economy has created X amount of jobs. And if Michael Jordan comes back, there'll be yeah, one yeah, more job. Yeah. To the, you know, so we, I think we need to start this movement to get Phil back on stage. Oh, your would job you, is to you, first get him in this in this studio so I've, we can. I was uh, messaging him beforehand. Okay, I well, sent him a video. Phil, said, we can't wait to see you, man, at the Olympia. But <laughs> we, we hopefully that will be episode number fifty four five somewhere around there. Look, in the next three four weeks, we're gonna have a bunch of stuff. We got that's some bangers, man. We so. Got some bangers that 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 we're gonna get in, and it's just a matter of, and you know, the part that sucks is everyone's hitting me up like, "Hey, we're gonna come on your podcast." I'm like. When the hell do you think we're going to film this? Yeah. You know, we have like, no time. Yeah. We have from Thursday through Sunday, it's nuts. So what do you want to do? You want to shoot at three in the morning? I mean, we can. You know, maybe we need to take this thing on the road and do it right in the expo. Pop, you know? pop I'm sure up, Dan, yeah. would, Dan would support that. So it's just a little loud, you know, all yeah. that music and stuff, you know. They'll get over it. They need to give us a special, like, uh, soundproof room, you know, built in the middle a of glass the glass uh, bubble. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. That could work. So we appreciate you guys. Um, make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow. Uh, We'll see you on the next episode. And uh, what's going to be next week? Are we going to give, are you going to give your predictions or? I don't like giving predictions. I know. Well, I, people get, I'll narrow down my top six next people, week. People get really upset. Hey, man. And it's, it's like, like, you know, I can't believe you said that about me. Well, you know, like I told you before, on paper, Rami should win. That doesn't mean he's going to. 
beyond that, I have no fucking It's clue. too bad we can't get Dan Solomon to give his predictions and put him on the spot, you know, as a promoter. Too bad he's not coming in next week. When's he come in anyway? Uh, I don't know. We can find out. Dan, when do you come in here? We want. No, we, you, know, you know what we need to do then? We just need to run up on him with a camera. Yeah. <laughs> What's your like, predictions? Give us your predictions right now, yeah, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what you should do. Walk around at all these, like, meet the Olympians and press conference, and, like, we should get everyone's early predictions. That would be a good topic for one of our shows. I still think we should do some type of giveaway. If you can guess the top ten correctly. Yeah, dude, what happens when ten people guess it correct? Dude, no. I just gave you the top six, so it's pretty easy right there. Okay, then which those top six? Who's going to place what? No, next week. Is stay tuned for episode fifty-two. Is it fifty-two or is, what I are we gar- at? Right I now? would bet you. Yeah, I would bet you anything. We could have ten thousand people guess the top ten, and maybe one person will get it right. What do you guys think? I think we should do like some type of ridiculous giveaway. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but where we get where he gives give away a lifetime opportunity of something. If someone can guess his top 10, because remember, there's 34 guys. I get guys. it. We're going to give away your truck. Dude, it's, <laughs> dude, dude. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Why You got like 87 cars. Why are you going to give away mine? We're going to give away manager Matt's truck in the next episode for our winners. <laughs> That's a fucking dick move. I'm going to give away one of your cars. Yeah. <laughs> you have too many. You Every day there's a new car out here. Oh. Wait, just think about how many people will get in there, how many comments we'll have. They don't want my piece of shit truck. Nobody <laughs> wants that. All right, for the next episode, stay tuned, man. We're out, so we're going to make our prediction next next week.